0: Just to correct some minor uh, dates that I did when I was going over Surfer Blood's uh, formation, uh, I think TV uh, TV Club formed I think really in 2008. I think I only mentioned 2009 as being the year. That doesn't really make sense. And then also um, a, a really minor thing: I said 2007 is when Snowdonia came out. Obviously, that's wrong. And then 2017. But yeah, thanks for hearing me out. Hey, how's it going, everyone? Thanks for joining me on a new episode of the Music Reviewer podcast. My name's Josh, and today we have another album review on the Album Review Series. Today's episode is going to be episode 35, covering the latest album by American indie rock band Surfer Blood, titled Carefree Theater. And whether you're coming back or joining me for the first time, welcome to the Music Reviewer podcast. I'm just a guy that likes to talk about music. I review albums mainly. Sometimes I review albums that are more than a month old if I uh, feel like talking about them as well. Also, I cover on a weekly series, Best and Worst Track of the Week, covering tracks that come into the Billboard Hot 100. Uh, also, if you're interested in listening to something different... But yeah, before we get started on the Surfer Blood review, I just want to let everyone know the last album review was over 21 Savage and Metro Boomin's Savage Mode 2. Pretty good album. Thought that was a pretty solid effort by uh, the combo. Also, uh, if you missed last week's best worst, best and worst track of the week, week of October 17th, thought that was a pretty cool week overall. But also, if you're wanting a more brief review of Savage Mode 2, I basically had to cover it on Best and Worst Track of the Week. But also, I covered some more songs by artists like uh, Shawn Mendes, uh, Dua Lipa, and Blackpink. uh, If you want to hear some thoughts on that as well. But yeah, let's go ahead and get started on this Surfer Blood review. So like I was saying, Surfer Blood is an American indie rock band from West Palm Beach, Florida. They are currently signed on to k Records. They're basically a four-piece rock band that has seen a bit of lineup changes since their inception sometime around 2008 or 2009. Sadly, that's partly because of the passing of a band member in the mid-2010s. Uh, but uh, basically, the formation of the band surrounded members' last names Pitts and Schwartz, or Schwarz, uh, they started jamming and eventually formed a project called TV Club, um, sometime around 2009. And TV Club ended up breaking up after about a year. But the group essentially wrote the first Surfer Blood album once it's all, it was all said and done. And after meeting the late Thomas Faquette, Surfer Blood officially formed, um, after that, in 2009, they released their debut single Swim, a track I remember barely hearing maybe around 2012 or 2011, sometime slightly before I was a freshman in college. And, you know, according to, and looking back on that, when I was doing some research, that actually made Pitchfork's 37th best track of 2009. Just wanted to point that out, how times have changed. I don't really think... uh Surfer Blood are going to be on that list anytime soon with the current state of Pitchfork. Uh, But anyways, in 2010, their debut album Astro Coast was released, and it seems that they quickly became indie darlings around that time, sometime between 2000, 2010 and 2011, creating a bit of buzz on the festival scene around that time, and the band also rose to more prominence shortly after by earning an opening slot on the Pixies' 2011 tour, which I think around that time was quite a big deal, because the Pixies were kind of coming back, and also around that time, they signed to a subsidiary of Warner Brother Records in anticipation to their sophomore album. Uh, and to be honest, I kind of put Surfer Blood on the back burner for most of my, I guess, adult life, uh, especially since hearing their debut album around the time I entered college. I certainly have followed them, even listened to some of their material off their fourth album prior to Carefree Theater titled Snowdonia, uh, which came around in around 2007. Uh, the track tracks like Six Flags and G caught my attention at some point between now and a couple of years ago. And the, the, the album overall Snowdonia didn't really strike me as being something that I feel diverted away from their earlier material Um, Are their typical sound, they very much still have this classic indie rock sound to them and maybe a bit of a surfer rock influence that's always been quite apparent. Um, But there are some tracks that I felt were maybe more upbeat and anthemic, like in tracks Taking Care of Eddie or the opening track Matter of Time. Uh And I just wanted to go back and listen to that album like I do most of these album reviews to get a better feel of what, you know, the uh, what the artist is putting out on their current album or where they diverted or was there any similarities. And obviously there really nothing much has changed. I feel uh, on Carefree Theater, just turning it on o- overall right to begin with, the production sounds a little bit more brighter, maybe a little bit more clearer than what we got on Snowdonia. And I feel like that can maybe be attested to being a creative or artistic choice, seeing that uh, Surfer Blood or Frontman, uh, John Paul Pitts, handled the production on both of these albums. Um, Overall, though, I felt like there were some highlights on Carefree Theater, some things that I liked about it overall. Um, I'm not sure if it was a quite obvious improvement over snowdonia I, th- I think at this point we're kind of splitting hairs at whether what album was better than the other uh, it's not quite as obvious than other albums that i've reviewed uh, starting from the track desert island i did like this track overall as the opener it has the familiar surfer blood sound that i remember and there's a decent overall groove on here that is supported by like some heavy bass tones and distortion but it unfortunately it's a short-lived track overall it's it's like i said it's not bad i just wish they developed it more because the track it hits on the part that i believe is a chorus and it's starting to sound quite decent and uh, the vocals hit really well with this pretty texture at moments and um, but the track ends very soon after any of that is presented Uh, the track after that Karen I found to be interesting as well the track opens up with like this more traditional alt rock flavor Um, it's has this rumbling eighth note guitar riff opening the track where there are also some nice overall vocal embellishments with these ahs and oohs that are a nice touch to the sound overall. And this track hits me also with an obvious influence that I get on a lot of these tracks overall, which is from the band The Strokes. Um, It mainly happens on the instrumentals, and uh, what I like about this track more so is that there's some quirky and unusual guitar textures thrown in and out, giving the track more overall character, and there's a nice transition on the choruses that achieve a nice moment as well in the track. Uh, But again, this track is a little bit short-lived. Ending sounds a little bit incomplete as it fades out and really goes nowhere else, the track after that, Carefree Theater, the title of the album, I felt like wasn't as uh, prominent overall on the album. Um, to me, it just has, it's pretty true to the indie rock genre, kind of like what you'd expect to hear from a, bl- a band playing to a college crowd at like a die bar or some co op uh, on any given night around a college campus. Uh, there's some New Order influence on this track that I felt was nice too. On the track after that, Parkland into the silence parentheses, honestly, it just reminds me more of Strokes material, especially on the instrumentals. I felt like the track wasn't much of a highlight either. But we get a change of character and a highlight on the album afterwards in the Tempest Eye. The track has more of like some psych flavor to it with like this blanketed bright synth tone thrown on the top of the instrumental. There's some great jammy flavor to this track as well. Like on this very mobile bass line and this choppy drum style thrown uh, around it as well. And the track develops with like some different character changes like in the instrumental interlude halfway through where the track has like a lot of anticipatory nature to it. Like you're just waiting for a build up to happen. And then also we have like a lighter and airy nature on there as well. Uh, it features a fade out on this track as well as the track ends, but I feel like on that track it's developed more and, and overall the tra- it's more appropriate to the track. The next track after that in my mind I felt was, um, for the most part, it was middle of the road for me. Some lighthearted nature overall, but it just didn't stand down to me. There's some parts on here that maybe remind, remind me a bit of Snowdonia. But then on the track after that, Unconditional, I found it to be a, a highlight. I found the track to be decent. Um, there's more usage of, like, bright synth tones blanketing the instrumental as well. And the track overall has more of an upbeat flair to it. And I'd say this mood sounds better and suits the band overall. I feel like Surfer Blood is best when they're doing that. And I like the playful lead guitar melodies playing off the vocal throughout the track. I think that's a nice touch. And there's an instrumental breakdown with like some more focused guitar solos, which I felt was a nice moment as well. And it's not a bad track. Um, And then after that, we get a track that I felt didn't quite hit as well on Summer Trope. It's very mid-tempo. And overall, it's a pretty simple and straightforward track. But it accomplishes really just this groove that is fun throughout the track that is at least somewhat engaging. And they have some very strokes-like guitar solos towards the end, especially on how the tone sounds on those guitars. The next track after that was another confusing one, an easy rider. Uh, there's some typical indie rock jingliness here, but I felt maybe there's just uh, some, a lot of strokes character on here. Uh, especially in like the drum performance and the guitar tones again that are utilized here. Um, it wasn't a bad track though. The next track, Doer, is another interesting moment. Um, it has this very dreamy nature to it. Maybe if I had to be, v- for lack of a better example, maybe, uh, some dreamy cage the elephant type material and then you know it has like a bit of like a 60s flair almost the track seems to aim for somewhat of an anthemic nature to it as well and i think it lacked some energy that it would needed to pull that off but the track doesn't really need to be anthemic either to be engaging um it, it was just a decent like dreamy sounding track and then towards the end we have rose bowl closing out the album and i thought this was a decent track i didn't like it as much on my like second or third listen but um i'm surprised here the overall sound that the this track was given with this organic instrumentation and this folkiness to it um we again we have a return of like the blanketed synth tone thrown on top of the instrumental and i like the overall nature of the track it's relaxing and subdued and it's a nice direction i think maybe the band could explore more it's maybe a track about california and there's like some nice brief dueling guitars towards the end um probably one of the better tracks on this album and yeah overall when when i went into this i didn't know really what to expect and uh, from surfer blood uh in 2020 uh they've been around for quite some time now um honestly i thought this album was better than you know middle of the road uh, there's certainly some highlights on here. I don't know if I quite enjoyed them, their debut material, or maybe the stuff in between. I'd have to go back and listen to more of the discography, but I thought this was better than, you know, the average indie rock album. Um, I give it a, I would rate it a six out of 10 as a rating. Uh, if you're a fan of Surfer Blood, go ahead and check this album out. You might like it a lot, or you might feel the same as I do. If you're a fan of like indie rock or alt rock in general, you might really like some of the material on here due to like the obvious comparison since I made to the Strokes, but um, it, I don't want to get give you the wrong impression either. This isn't like a Strokes tribute, you know, instrumental album um, or on the instrumentals at least. Uh, th- this is overall a Surfer Blood album, and it sounds like it. Um, it was just you know a fun indie rock album, I think, from this band. But I think overall the potential still there for it to put out to better material. Uh, but anyways, yeah, if you joined me, uh, to the end of this review, thanks for tuning into this episode of Music Review Podcast. Um, stick around for later this week. Uh, I'll drop a best source track of the week for, uh, whatever happened this week and also another album review. But yeah, uh, if you're enjoying this podcast, wherever you're listening, if you're on YouTube, like and subscribe. If you're just on any old streaming service, if you're enjoying it, give me some feedback, um, <clears throat> on the comment section or just subscribe. But nonetheless, take care of yourselves. I'll see y'all later.